0: I was just giving myself too much pressure. Like, I was just thinking the next 10 years is all I got, right? I was giving myself so much pressure, and it was just like I wasn't enjoying the process. I wasn't enjoying the business, even though it was successful. It was great, and I got a great team. Then they they loved working for me. I just wasn't enjoying it. And just that realization is like I can enjoy it now because I've already accomplished something, and it's great. And it's going to be great the next 10 years.
1: This is the Paul Goff audio experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you're listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. And just before we get going with today's episode, um, let me remind you that growth is all about mastering the basics, and it starts with how you engage with patients over the phone. Fortunately, there are tools like Weave to help you manage meaningful and productive interactions with your patients every single time. Weave's VoIP phones and software can give you instant access to what you need to know for each patient at the moment they call. Not just that, Weave software offers you the complete toolbox, eight systems in one, where all of your communication tools exist. From phones and texting to automated missed call texts, collecting reviews and receiving payments, Weave helps you master your communication with patients. Put simply, Weave helps grow your practice, foster personalized patient interactions, and reduces the stress of your front desk. Best of all, no contracts are necessary. To see what Weave can do for you at your practice, schedule a demo today. Head over to getweave, which is W-E-A-V-E, getweave.com forward slash Paul Gough. Tell him I sent you. Uh, and they'll absolutely look after you and take care of you.
2: All right, guys, we do this at each event, did it the last couple, we did it um, uh, on um, with the Zoom stuff as well. But um, it's just an opportunity to ask some of the guys uh, that are doing really well across our programs um, to share some things with you as well. And uh, that's for you, sir. Congratulations. Uh, called you, sir. Uh, I might. All right, are you prepared? Are you all, guys, are you all prepared? Have you prepared for this? Yeah? No? No? I did. All right, come on. Oh, Avery. There we go. All right, so just to set the, for those that have not seen this before, oh, God, now everyone's gone really blurry. Um, (laughs) Right, so like I say, we bring up a few of our members that are working inside of these programs just to share some things, just some general stuff that... Uh, again, just there'll be something that you'll take from one of these guys. They'll say something to you and be like, oh, right. Oh, they're doing that. I thought I might be able to do that. There'll be something in it. So we're just going to have a bit of a chat as well. No no pressure, all right? There's no right or wrong answers, all right? But, um, you know, if I don't hear something that's good, the chairs are electrified, okay? And I've got the button, all right? All right, I'm going to sit down as well. Ah, There we go. Right, so... Right, Aaron, wow, okay, I was, I was, that's was I was gonna do. All right, so please, ladies and gentlemen, let's make some noise. We've got Brad, Cody, Brett, Nash, Keith as well. All part of 4%, we've got CEO, we've got guys who are uh, using, uh, uh, who are inside the PPM program as well. Doing amazing things as well. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm not, no order. I'm not gonna start. I'm just gonna talk to you guys as well. So uh, question. The first question is this. All right, as well, because there'll be people in this room that, um, and I've seen this going on, which has been amazing. Introducing each other, talking to each other, seeking people out as well, putting faces and, and actual people to the name as well. So uh, let's start with with Brett. We'll start right in the middle. Brett, tell everybody a little bit more about yourself, who you are, and a little bit of something about you. Any business? Word, uh, word stuff <laughs> the floor is yours. The yours. Brett. Anything you want as well. I mean, if you can sort of keep the business somewhere oh, in there as well, now. you know. Um, can
3: you guys hear me all right? Okay. I'm Brett. Uh, for any of you that have been around for a while, I'm the guy that Paul always makes fun of for being in Utah. That came about because when I first started in 16 or 17, I still had a flip phone. Um, I lost it in a hunting accident. Actually, later that year, I fell in a river and I couldn't find a flip phone, so I had to go to a smartphone. And it's been—I uh, was—it was forced upon me. Anyway, that was—if um, you ever hear Paul like razzing me on a call, that's where that all originated from. Um, so I am a physical therapist. Started. Uh, Me and my wife started Cash Clinic. She's a marriage counselor, and we started clinics back in our own clinics up in 17. And um, hers just organically took off. Mine, I was grinding, grinding, grinding. And ultimately, we made the decision that she wanted to be in the clinic. She didn't like the business side of stuff. I was, like, all about it. Um, I found Paul's group around that time and just – like it was such a great community To i had i don't know how i mean most of you guys or all of you guys are entrepreneurs so like that drive where it kind of takes over sometimes uh we chelsea unfortunately was who it got funneled into all that energy got funneled into she would have a full day at work come home she'd been here in, people's crappy problems all day come home and i'm like all right let's talk business and i'm ready to roll just full of energy on it um and so this group has been amazing for me to like channel that energy into uh and even though she's a marriage counselor like it in part i wouldn't say it saved our marriage but it's definitely helped our marriage because she doesn't have to like deal with with all the, the fun business stuff. But anyway, uh, long story, I'm uh, now, just a couple months ago, I've officially hung up the uh, PT spurs for a little while and focusing on being the CEO of a, a clinic where we're currently at nine therapists, five or six support staff. Last couple of years, last year and a half, I've really been focusing on building my team. Um, I remember Paul really preaching that a couple of years ago to me, like, and he's preached it today. The team is that you build th- those assets that you create, really create your business and, and make it better. So that's been my focus and we've made some really good hires, some not as great hires and I, I guess that's, that's
0: where I'm at.
2: Excellent. Thanks very much. Brad, do you want to go next? Sure. Yeah, just introduce yourself a little bit, something about you.
0: Uh, So um, my name's Brad, I'm from uh, Louisville, Kentucky. I've been with uh, Paul's group for, uh, I think, three or four years. Uh, Our first, my first mastermind was in Nashville. Um, Brought Brandon, my uh, colleague, with me. Um, Let's see, uh, I've been in practice for six years. Um, One of the reasons why I really wanted to get into this group, when I started my practice, like a lot of you guys, you may have worked at like a corporate place like I did, and as soon as I opened my own practice, like everybody in my entire, area just kind of stopped talking to me so I didn't have any colleagues and so when I found this group I felt like it was um, something that can really help me just at least have people to share same problems with. Um, I told Paul at one of our last CEO groups that I feel like that he's a master of giving us all the same problems at the same time um, which actually is uh, great for me because I can feel like I'm not just a piece of shit just you know not moving (laughs) forward and I'm not that bad, and everything can be good. So, um, so my first introduction to Paul was actually with um, the Accelerator program. Went to a first mastermind. I've, since then, I've done, um, we just joined CEO. It's been really great. Um, also doing a Sherpa program, so it's been a great community to kind of help grow my practice. Um, I do a cash-based business uh, in Louisville, um, but I also do what I call employer services, where I do on-site injury prevention. Um, And that's something I've been really wanting to kind of expand upon. The CEO program is really pushing me forward for that. So it's been a great uh, ride so far, and it's been great to be here with everybody.
2: Excellent. Uh, Cody?
4: Yep. Uh, Thanks, everybody. Um, My name is Cody Barnett. I'm in Wichita, Kansas, and uh, opened a practice that was uh, relatively hybrid back in 2005. And um, at that time, there wasn't a lot of resources, and uh, just kind of, you know, you, you wing it. Um, got help from my local small business development center and things like that, but um, you know you're winging it a lot of the time. Uh, we went fully cash based in 2015. Um, kicked all the insurances to the curb on one day dis- on January 1, and um, and then it's like a year or two later. There's this British dude that was uh, competing successfully against Free in um, the UK. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. So uh, I met Paul in my in my kitchen um, via Zoom, and uh, then we I think we ended up sharing a meal in Chicago one time. But um, um, that's kind of how how it uh, started. I just figured it like, well, Crud, if he can compete against free, I can I, I can do it too. So uh, that's kind of what what started my journey. And then um, uh, probably the biggest thing, the really the best thing um, was just. Um, after one of the Las Vegas events, came back, uh, fired up to increase our rates, um, and did that um, about a year before COVID hit. Um, and so having that cushion of, of uh, money in the bank um, prior to COVID hitting obviously helped a, a tremendous amount. And, uh, you know, there's lots of other resources and things that we've got as well. Everybody else has mentioned, but um, for me, just, you know, Figuring out that yeah we can raise our rates we can do this we can give an amazing experience um, here's how to make it happen and um, uh, and then then, then the, just basically the security that that provides you know in terms of you know keeping everybody on staff and you know nobody got laid off at our office during COVID um, we paid everybody actually even better than what they had before and um, you know it's just th- th- that, that that's been key so.
2: Cool. Thanks, Scotty. Um, Let's go to, yeah, Nash, you go next.
5: Hi, everyone. So I'm Nash from Manchester, UK. Um, I first met Paul, actually. um, I was in work, and one of my physios I was working with um, had this group, like this Irish group, and she was following Paul, and the video that came up, and she started watching it in work. And I was was like, what are you watching? What's this about? um, And it was talking about Paul's book, Accelerator. And I was like, oh, okay, that looks interesting. And I've always had a, an entrepreneur spirit. And most of my clients I was treating at the time said, you know what, now you should open your own clinic and you should, you know, have your own, um, your own business. So watching this video, Paul talks about how he was in sport. I was in sport myself. And I thought, you know what, you know, he's, he's done well to be able to have his own clinic. So the book was free. And I think that's what really caught my eye and said, what, I have to pay for and packaging. He's looking to just send it uh, for free. Um, so you know, I got that book. Um, within about two, three days, it arrived in the post. Read it within five days. And I thought, wow, that is where I want to go. Um, so I went part time um, when I was working um, to four days. And then after that, went down to three days. Um, and then I remember quitting my job and thinking, what have I done? At the time, I just got married um, and then the, my wife went mad and went, what are you doing? How Are we going to pay the mortgage? I was like, I don't know, we'll figure <laughs> it out. Um, so from that, I did what we call visits uh, in the UK, home visits, where you know I'd go and see people um, and I would literally be working 10, 15, 20 hours and bringing home 100 pounds um, because I'd had cancellations and I just thought, no, I can't be doing this so through accelerator i was a bit hesitant um, but i actually then joined and did the accelerator program and it was through that that i started growing um, i remember actually securing my own premises which I was renting i was sharing with a, a girl that was doing botox and i used to get some of the the clients um, that were coming in for the botox so i didn't really understand marketing so i wasn't really getting people that needed physio um, so i did that for a year and then uh, through the accelerator, I started developing my own avatar of who I really wanted to market rather than just getting these sort of freebies, so to speak. Um, that's when then through the accelerator, I started to learn about the marketing and got the help with Lisa at the time um, to get me on board. And then through that, that's when I, I just made a decision um, to say, you know what, I'm going to believe what Paul was saying. I'm not going to question it. I had a lot of... Um, junk in my head where you know I had to unlearn a lot of things and it took me a while but since I kind of learned to trust Paul because I was seeing the results so after a year of of, uh, doing the accelerator I managed to um, secure my own premises so I actually bought my own premises where I'm at now and then I went to a one-man band so now five staff um, and then through that it's just um, growing and growing I wrote my Facebook Uh, which has been published now so uh, it's literally been um, apart from the business side of things it's been quite personal to me in a way because the the business has been a tool to actually change me and shape me and even my wife said the same thing said you know what I don't know where you're going and what you're doing but you're becoming a different person and um, whatever you're learning in business you're actually transferring it into life And, you know, I really appreciate what this Paul Goff is doing. (laughs) So, um, yeah, through that, really, there's there's been a personal growth um, of my own journey and I'm learning a lot of stuff. um, And as well as just um, understanding leadership uh, from Paul and the team. Uh, I had the privilege to sit next to to Barry, uh, as Paul said yesterday, and just really understand that it's about team. We all got businesses. We all got stuff. And I think one thing that I'm learning and picking up from Paul and the team is if you're humble enough to make it about your staff, yes, we are the owner, we're we're the visionaries, but actually it is about stepping away from that glory and pride and actually realizing it's about other people. Um, So yeah, for me, that's how it's been uh, to me personally. And obviously um, from a business point of view as well, it's just growing and seeing opportunities in a community like this where, you know, uh, speaking to people, you just don't know um, what it might lead to. Um, I mentioned earlier about meeting Kieran and doing the orthotic side, I had no intentions, but it was through, you know, this sort of meeting here that an opportunity came um, and undertook it. So yeah, I think that's what it's about really for me uh, and the community and the calls with Simon and the team that accountability um, is a big thing. Because sometimes we think we can do it by ourselves, um, but actually we we do need each other. We do need accountability. And um, one of the things, again, I love about Paul, everything that he teaches, he's been mentored. He's actually got coaches as well. So it's not speaking out of opinion. He's learning and passing it on. And I I read a lot about leadership, very interested in leadership. And um, I think one of the true signs of leadership is in, the the leader themselves but the fruit or the people that are following and i think we we can see that you know there's plenty of fruit fruitfulness here and the results show it and um for me that's why i'm just carrying on plugging in and learning more and from a personal point of view this is more a university all these courses all these things that i'm learning it's not trying to do it for 12 months uh, 18 months it's actually going i'm going to uni to learn like i did to learn physical therapy to learn about finances to learn about and there's so many things that i don't know that i want to learn and discover myself through that journey so yeah
2: excellent thanks nash keith
6: can you hear me Yep. Well, I think Nash said about everything that I had written down on this piece of paper that I was going to talk about. <laughs> so, um, well done. I, were you looking at this? I think I think you were looking at this. I'll read it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I I I was asked uh, to speak this morning, obviously, and I had written um, a, a page of what Nash just talked about um, <laughs> over the break period of the things to talk about. But, um, you know, I w- I was thinking, um, you know. So, my name is Keith Road. Um, I'm from. Freedom, South Dakota, Um, (laughs) Um, Texas gets it, Uh, Paul gets it, Paul Hendricks. They have freedom there too, everybody, Um, it's fun. Um, but no, uh, so I grew up in a town of about like 300 people, right, so a very, very small town, rural area. Um, uh, I still live in South Dakota, but my practice uh, is in Iowa. Actually, I have two clinics, one in Sioux City, Iowa, and the other one is in Akron. Uh, we are a majority-based um, insurance clinic. Uh, we do hybrid stuff as well. We do just have some cash patients that we see as well, but that's kind of where um, the premises are. And I was reflecting a little bit when I was asked to talk about this, where the origin story is. and. Um, and I, and I got thinking a little bit deeper because we've been talking to a couple people this weekend about it. But the, the real origin is Paul started dripping on me on Facebook on, I think it was the fall of 2017. I had seen an, uh, a video ad where he was talking in a physical clinic, uh, physical uh, he was from Las Vegas, I think, or something like that. And so I, I remember seeing that clip. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And then I had a, uh, another mentor. Um, this is before I'd started my own thing, right? I was working for another bigger like Brad talked about, you know, larger corporate-type uh, structure or entity, right? And, um, you know, I was kind of getting sick of uh, some of the things that were going on. And, um, you know, so this, this whole idea of maybe maybe life could be better. It, the, the, it should be better than what it is, right? This shouldn't be this way. People should be treated better, um, and we should have a better life than what we have. And uh, I had a mentor that talked about, you know, he brought Paul's name up. At, uh, Paul was speaking at the PPS section in Chicago, I think, uh, in November. And he had mentioned this guy's name. And he said, yeah. I'm like, and he brought Paul's name up. I'm like, oh, is, is this guy, guy any good? He's legit? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's, he's a really, really cool guy. I'm like, okay. So it's kind of one of those things. There's like the name gets mentioned a couple of times and it's in the back of your mind um fast forward to you know things happened where i was like i'm going to i need to make a change with something so i got on a webinar and then paul's name was brought up again on a webinar so i'm like well i'll check that webinar out the next week and it was the webinar for business growth school and i was like i need to do this um so the, you know the the way you know everything that you guys are all been there you know how paul talks but and that's the whole reason why we're all in the room is for freedom, right? To be able to make the decisions and do the things we want to do um, and live the lives we want to live. Um, and, uh, you know, I remember sitting at the computer and Paul had mentioned that he was going to be in New Orleans. Uh, CSM was going to be going on. I'm like, okay. So I uh, applied for a credit card. I put that money to pay for business girls school. My wife was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I said, I got to do this. I think if, and I'm like, if there's anything that I can learn from this guy, if I can get three to four patients, <laughs> right? Um, if anything that I learned from this nets me three to four patients, then I made my money back. And that was my thought process at that standpoint because I'm investing in myself and enhancing my knowledge and my business acumen to learn how to do this thing, right? Um, and so that was a bi- big, the first big shift is, is learning to invest in yourself and taking the steps to actually do it. Um, so I used the, um, the trip to New Orleans as a business right off to go to CSM, right? Um, But I didn't really go to CSM. I went down there to meet Paul. So I got on a flight all by myself and flew down to New Orleans because this British guy that I was on a webinar with uh, said that he was going to be there. And I'm like, I need to meet this guy. And so that's the whole whole purpose of that. Um, And that trip was probably the best trip I've ever had in my life. Um, uh, You know, I met Paul. I was texting him back and forth. He's like, yeah, come on down to this this restaurant go in the back room there's this there's a um, there's, there's a PT party going on I'm like what and so I show up at the restaurant and I have no idea who anybody's in there right and we're just walking around and I got all these these people coming up and asking me questions I'm like what the hell are you talking about I'm like I just want to hear me Paul you know and um, and then uh, you know come to find out the other people in the room were there as well Paul Hendricks um uh, Jen Penrose, is she? Yep, there's Jen. Yep. And so the, the, the wonderful thing about this is, is that the chance to invest in myself, to have the courage to get on a plane, fly down to Louisiana, nothing I've ever done before. And I've met these absolutely extraordinary people, right? And so it's Paul, but it's everybody else. And there's several people here in the room that I met that night. And, you know, we've, we've built real lasting lifelong relationships right? And I look forward to these events to see these guys every single time, and that's really one of the biggest, most powerful things in this group is the people, right? It's not, and Paul's teaching is great. The things are always wonderful, but it's the opportunity to be in the room with all of you guys and to have conversations with you guys and to have those choice, choice or chance discussions, but it's the, the opportunity to look forward to something. What's been going on? What have you been doing? What, what do you need help with? That kind of thing was is, is, is just massive, impactful. So, um, so then, so I went through business growth school, and then you had to apply for, uh, 4% club, right? And so Paul got on a, on a phone call with me. He was in a, um, uh, a, a conference. I think it was like a tech conference in Nashville. He got on, he, he jumped out, and he got on, and we were talking about the stuff, and I said, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm doing. I made my decision. I'm like, this is the plan. Here's what I'm going to do, and Paul's like, okay. <laughs> and so we went through with it, um, You fast forward, uh, you know, I went to the first event that I came to uh, was the Columbus event in 2018. And then that very next week is when we opened the doors of of my clinic. And so um, we've been rocking and rolling ever since then. Um, You know, so looking to see where it's at. Three and a half years in, we're at a staff of about eight people now. um, And we're well on our way to doing some great things. Um, A couple of things that I wrote down, the most important things is, is, you know, some of the big take-homes that I had was uh, you know, invest in yourself. You know, if you don't push yourself, you're not going to grow, right? Um, so you got to have an open mind and, and look at things as far as what could be, what could happen. What if, if I do this, what's the res- end result going to be? You know, if I plant the seed in the ground and I water it, what's it going to come of it? Right? What, what are the fruits of th- my labor? What are, what's going to happen because of this? The other thing, and I would say probably the most important thing for me, is invest in people. The power is peop- in your people, always and forever. Don't forget that. The power is in your people. Um, they'll take care of you. If you do good by people, take care of your people. They'll take care of you. Um, I was involved in a, f- in a fairly serious car accident in 2020. And um, by all accounts, I shouldn't be alive, if you you'd see the picture of my my, my car. Um, and so. There's been a lot of things that I've had to go through and struggles, not only just right after that accident, but had I not had the staff, Megan's in the room here, and I would had not had those people, I mean, what would have happened? But the fact that they all stepped up, they helped take care of me, and the business didn't suffer. Nothing happened to the business, and it thrived. Um, I've had some other medical issues as a result, some long-term stuff that continues to come back from um, some complications from that uh, that thing. But when something happens, they step up. And I, and I wholeheartedly believe that the reason that they step up is because I stepped up for them. I showed up for them, and I took care of them. And so when I need it, they're taking care for me. So invest in your people, the powers in your people. You need to do that. Um, Hire on your core values, right? So this this is so important. Hire and fire by your core values. You, if you don't get the right people in your business, it could be disastrous, right? But if you stay s- stay firm on your set of beliefs and who you are, what you are, and what you represent, then you're going to get great people that'll come into your organization that'll help take care of things for you. Um, another thing that I had on here. Am I taking up too much time? We're good. So you didn't. You didn't steal everything from me. <laughs> get out of the mindset that you need to do everything. You don't, right? There's so many people that I've even this weekend I've talked in the room that we. I have to do this. I can't do this next step because I'm stuck here. I need to do this. You. You can't. You can't live there. You have to get going, right? And and so many times I feel like. Um, we feel like we are the ones that have to do these things. I have to do this first. I need to, um, I need to hire a PT first. So that way I can get less time clinically. Well, if, if I do that, then that'll allow me to go into operations so that way I can start doing the marketing and sales things or do, start doing things, whatever else, or whatever the case may be. The fact of the matter is, you shouldn't be doing that. You're doing just the doing, and you don't need to be doing and I, I want to share something that I had wrote, written down. Um, I'm in CEO group as well. And this was a profound thing that I'd written it off. in. it was after one of our, our panel um, sessions. And um, it's pretty profound. And I want to share it with everybody. right? So instead of wasting my time in learning how to do these things, after knowing about it and hearing it time and time and time again, right? Finally come to the point of self-awareness that I don't need to know how to do all of these things. After banging my head against the wall, it's finally sunk in. I've not thought of the hiring the ops manager thinking I needed to get to the next level first, right? That's, and that's where I think that a lot of us get stuck. We feel like there's a next level. There's a next level that we have to do, right, to get to here. And that's not the reality at all. So I thought I needed to hire the PT, get the sales going, get out of clinical care for me to do more operation tasks. Reality is I don't have to do any of this, and I shouldn't be. This mindset prevents you from growing, each and every one of you. We need a general understanding and recognition of what needs to get done, but not touch it. I need to invest in people and know how to do these things for me, or who know how to do these things for me, which will ultimately generate more money save more time, provide me more more freedom to give me the opportunity to make the higher level strategic planning for the vision of the company as I see fit. I don't need to ascend the ladder. I am the ladder. I need to fill the rungs underneath me. So I wanted to share that with you guys because I hope that hits home because that hit me pretty hard. And oftentimes I feel like we are in a struggle and we feel as business owners that we need to do it's yes, this thing, then this thing, this thing. If we could just keep climbing this ladder, right? Um, but I want to remind you guys that you don't have to climb the ladder. You guys are the ladder. It's your business. And it's your 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 job is to fill the runs underneath you, to help that business grow and mature, and do the things you want it to do. So
2: Love it. All right. Um. That was amazing. I'm gonna give you a little break. We'll go back up to the other end. As well. Um, all right, Brad, <laughs> you're up. <laughs> so let's all right, let's. Yeah, no, let's change tack. We'll change tack a little bit. Okay. But that was a, ama- and again, all five, uh, again, to share that. You know, we 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 bring you guys up on these on the stage or on the screen, and and we don't really give you any prep, and we ask you to like expose things as well. And the fact that w- the thing, one of the things that I take away from this is, it's how comfortable you are with the vulnerability with that. As well, there's no veneer, there's no brash, there's no like, no, I'm alright, it's okay, you know, like that. That was amazing to listen to what Keith had to say. Like, I'm like, I, I, my, my uh, half Joe says I don't have a heart, I have a swinging brick there, and that got th- that, you know, the, the brick was swinging a little bit, mate, because you've been through some amazing <laughs> stuff, like, I, I, you know. So, anyway, let's let's move on. Let's get a little bit. Let's compress a little bit of time. Let's talk about the last 12 months. So, Brad, um, just it. Just give us like a a, a snapshot, an overview. What's what the last 12 months has meant for you, uh, the inside of the business, and what it's meant um, inside of our programs as well for you and for Focus and your team.
0: Uh, yeah, so I, I might kind of condense it to three months because that's when I joined CEO, and things have changed probably 10 times more in the last three months than it has in the last year. So last year I just did, I had some employees quit, and I just worked, worked, worked for like eight months. Joined CEO, and that's my whole business have changed ever since then. Um, So, and I didn't really know where I was stuck as far as the business. And so, when I joined CEO, and the first thing I was tasked to do was hire an operations manager, get my mindset around this whole like what what it, um, he was saying as far as like building a team around me, because I had to, kind of a negative, not a negative, but kind of like this hesitancy toward building a, a good team around me. So, I was able to uh, hire an operations manager, hire a PT, hire another PT, and basically double my staff in about you know, a month after CEO and um, it was actually uh, kind of one of those things where I did it and, I didn't, and like two months later, I was like, holy shit, I doubled my staff. <laughs> so it was kind of just a realization that um, I was able to do something like that, um, that quickly. Um, you know, the last 12 months has kind of been, you know, a whirlwind, but I think the, my biggest takeaway for being in this group is, I, actually builds on what Keith was saying is that um, The last couple of CEOs, especially the last one, was kind of emotional for me as well. As far as this um, "I did it" phrase that Paul came up with, Um, that's really helped me out in the last couple months. Because I think Keith put it really, really good. I always felt like there was something else I was going toward. If I got an operations manager, it's going to be great. If I got PT, it's going great. It seemed like there was nothing I was really not getting fulfilled with that. But once I kind of thought about this phrase and kind of that I have done it, it kind of took a lot of pressure off me, and I feel. Like, I'm going to be able to spring forward into the next phase of the business like I have actually done something with my career already, and it's great, now I can go to the next phase. So, um, so yeah, so I think the last 12 months has been kind of a whirlwind, but the last three months is really where I've seen most of my growth. Um, it's been a fun ride, and I feel really energized going forward and looking forward to the next quarter and continuing with the CEO group. Excellent.
2: Uh, Cody, we'll, we'll go down the line. So, Cody, if you want to go next on that one, so... Again, just the last 12 months, what's, uh, what's it been like for you inside of these programs?
4: Uh, yeah, last 12 months. So uh, I was quite comfortable and quite happy being in cash club for a long time. That served our purpose as well. Um, and, uh, you know, you'll, you Simon knows that uh, kept asking me to join 4%. And I'm like, no, nah, I really don't need to. I'm good. Um, but then um, after getting through COVID and all of the crap that comes with that and um, bringing on another therapist, um, you know, it was real apparent that, you know, like we kind of needed to step up our game again. And um, so started doing Google ads and Facebook ads in the Sherpa program with uh, Sophie, who's been awesome. Thank you. Um, and uh, so getting that ramped up and um, and then also then joined 4% this last November. So um, it's, you know, the accountability is good. The group's good. Um, you know, you're constantly learning stuff on things to do and, you know, improve and um, all of that. I mean, I you know, I, I can't complain. I've I got a pretty d- pretty dang good life. And so all this other stuff and adding more products and all that is, is you know, kind of gravy. Um, and um, so, uh, you know, it's just uh, – it's a way to – you know, for me it's going to be a way to create more space where I can – I, I I'm a person that actually wants to continue treating because I, I enjoy that a lot and so but it will in- allow me to um, treat less often um, and still go off and have fun trips and do fun things with my family so um, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to but uh, I don't, I'm, I'm I, I get up on bunny trails sometimes uh, but uh, that would be I would say in terms of the last several months the the, the Probably the best thing for me has been just constantly every week I've got either a 4% call or I've got a Sophie call or I've got, um, uh, you know, one of our, our group meetings. And so it just kind of keeps 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 on task. And then you come to something like this, it kind of gets you juiced up. And uh, it's a good way to just kind of, you know, make sure you're always moving forward and not just stuck in the mud.
2: Excellent. Brett?
3: last 12 months holy smokes um i'm i'm one of those guys that ascribes to the uh thought that you make a plan and then the good lord laughs at you and says i'll show you what it really is um so last year um at the as i was as we were going into 2021 um I was like, all right, we've had a bunch of growth. This year I want to optimize for stability, right? You're either optimizing for stability or growth is what Paul's taught. I'm like, yeah, we're going to optimize for stability. Um, I want to kind of take a breather this year. I'll just go rattle this off as as best I can. Um, Right at the end of the year, going into that year, we lost two therapists right off the bat. Um, We ended up hiring. So we lost two, added four. And um, and we're actually bringing on a couple students now, which is is kind of cool. Um, we lost two, three. Ah, uh, in <laughs> in the end of May, we lost our uh, front desk and sales rep, and the sales rep was also a, a front desk person for us as well. And so that happened within like two weeks of of themselves. We have since hired incredible they were good but we've we've hired some incredible people to replace them Um, addition by subtraction right we have um, uh, i think it was in may april or may i joined the the sherpa program and so covid's been terrible for mankind great for the counseling industry like incredible for the counseling industry um and so we were like trending up but it, it's crazy when I look back on on our numbers from this last year like a month after joining sherpa we like doubled everything and so we're as I mentioned we added four therapists we now have like a three to six month wait list we're getting 20 to 40 good leads per week and can't even keep up with them I'm like Paul's always mentioned you get rid of one problem to move on to the next and I'm the last, like, two months, just like, what the crap do I do with this? We're, like, have all these leads that we can't do anything with. Um, so that, that's that been, been a lot of work for us there. I finally graduated from, well, I think I got kicked out of Cash Club. I was in it, like, for the last five years and, and finally stepped up, um, which has, has been amazing. Been part of the online program, the online Income Explosion, I think is what it's called. I can't remember all the names now and all the calls. It's like 10 per week at this point. So um, anyway, been been an incredible ride this year. So what was supposed to be a – or last year, what was supposed to be optimizing for stabilization was one of our biggest growth years um, ever. And uh, a lot of it is is definitely – I don't want to just sound like a broken record here, but this group – and you know it, it's not like Paul yeah, you're the, the celeb here but it really is the, the other the other folks that have and, and you guys as well that um, I haven't been as active on the Facebook group but any of you that are active on the Facebook group, I go through these spurts where I'm like on it all the time and getting all my questions answered and, and so thank you like. The, Paul's team's great, but you guys, as, uh, as other owners, like you're the ones in the trenches. And, and so sometimes it's, it's been really good to get, get your firsthand hand knowledge. But that's been 12 months. Crazy 12 months.
5: Thanks, Brett. Nash, the same question to you. Just give us a snapshot of what the last 12 months has been like for you. Sure. Uh, it's been challenging. So I became a dad. Um, so that was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's the fun part. But <laughs> being a dad and trying to run a business at the same time, oh, it was challenging. It was obviously during COVID. So, you know, we've got, well, we had no support because um, my family are based in, in Cambridge and B's, uh, my wife's based in Bristol. So, if you know England, three, four hours between. So, we, uh, we had this baby and we got discharged from the hospital. And then we're like, right, what do we do with this now? <laughs> She was crying and everything, so it's like, we couldn't get any help from our parents. We're trying to do it via Zoom, Um, so yeah, no, it it was challenging, but again, that's why um, this group has been a a lifesaver, really, because it's great to be able to have people that you can relate to, that have got kids as well, and that are going through the same thing, um, to get that support. Um, From the business, uh, we lost two staff um, because of COVID and furloughing that we had as well. Um, So again, it was recruiting in the midst of all that as well to to get the the staff um, and then writing a book at the same time. So yeah, it took me about nine months to write the book in the midst of everything. So yeah, it's been great uh, and, and it's been challenging at the same time. And I think that's why this group, to me, is so important because I said this last time: it's it's the oxygen, you know, uh, to be able to breathe. Sometimes, as a business owner, you can get choked. um, You know, you can just feel like there's too much stress. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of levers to business, as you guys know. So I think just having uh, uh, Paul and the team to reach out to the coaching calls as well, where you can get that support, has has really helped. and yeah, so it's been challenging, but just looking forward to carrying on growing now and learning more about the finance side of things as well um, over the next twelve months. So yeah, for me, it's um, yeah, it's it's been challenging but great at the same time. Thanks, Nash. Keith. Um,
6: no, it's been the last twelve months have been interesting, um, massive shifts in in my f- yeah interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say the the biggest thing is the mind shift, in in the, in the focus on where things are going, um, but that has led me to be able to make much better decisions um, for the business. I was in a in a period of time there where I was probably stuck for about twelve months, honestly. You know, like I knew what we needed to do, but we just we just never pulled the trigger. And then going back to yesterday's, like why haven't you done it, right? Why haven't you done it? And then I had this revelation at the latter uh, in the end of August, and since then, you know, we've really. Uh, We've really grown. I mean, we've continued to have a nice, steady incline. The, the business has continued to, to grow. It's healthy, um, you know. But uh, since November's mastermind, we have added an ops manager. We have uh, added two, physical, two full-time physical therapists and a full-time physical therapist assistant. So we've s- basically doubled our staff within a, a one-to-two-month period of time. And you know, looking at the numbers. Um, from a from a number standpoint, I mean, we're we're plus three hundred uh, visits this last month, which um, February is the shortest month of the year, right? From a business standpoint. Um, business days, but I was comparing that to where we were at three three months prior, and we're already plus 300 there, and we're looking, there's room to grow and room to climb. So we're turning the marketing channels up, people are, leads are increasing significantly now. um, And so it's just starting to really accelerate and take off. We also had some strategic partnership stuff that went down um, that we were able to close in on on some same day surgery stuff with a surgical center with uh, same day post uh, op, total knees, total hips things of that nature. And so uh, by providing those services for those for those surgeons, um, uh, we're also the recommended place for rehab afterwards. Um, so we've a lot of growth, a lot of great things. Uh, we were also just voted the best PT clinic in Siouxland uh, for the Siouxland Choice Awards. It's the Sioux City Journal puts that on. And this was the first year that uh, physical therapy was a category, which I thought was pretty cool. Like I didn't think in a million years that we were actually going to win it just because all well, everybody else that was Nominated was twenty plus years. I mean, they were established people. So from a f- sheer number and volume standpoint, um, I'm like, you know, I don't think that we'll get it. But we ended up did winning it. So that's speaking to me that we're doing things the right way. The community is appreciating it, and we're affecting a lot of impacting a lot of lives out there. And so um, it's been the last four months have been wonderful. So excellent. So uh, on that, then it, when we when we look back at the year
2: as well, and just try and think of something, li- 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 I'll try and sort of want to try and. Get a little bit more specific as well. So, where, give us it. Twelve months ago, it looked like this. Now it looks like that. What's the what's the sort of tangible difference? We'll go back along the line. We'll yeah. go from you. I, back w- to I would say
6: mine was just the mind shift. Knowing what actually I needed to do, and, and start pulling the triggers on getting the right people in the right seats. You know, investing in people and bringing the right people on board. That, I think that's the biggest thing for me.
5: Now. Yeah, um, for me, it's really understanding the uh, team aspect as well and really getting the team to, I think Paul said yesterday, to move the needle with the least effort, um, especially when you've got other things happening as well. So that's been sort of the tangible thing for me, really. And um, also really utilising the, the group and people in the group as well, making those connections, because I found that, some of the, the problems we have, the solutions are in here. Um, you know, I'm not sure how many we've got in the room, but most of the, the, the problems that you guys have and some of the, um, um, you know, the, the solutions are here. It was just actually discerning that and really taking that opportunity of not judging people from face value, but really going, you know what, I think there's a lot of um, information, there's a lot of knowledge and wisdom that I can take uh, from this person and, and applying it as well. So yeah. Uh
3: I was just processing through. There's four four key things I I just came up with. Um, number one is I got clear on myself and who I am and where I. Am. I know who I am, but like within our business and, and owning that as the the CEO of the business, um, kind of hemmed and hawed around that for a, a year and a half, but I finally got clear on that. Uh, number two. Been working on building a team for the last year and a half, two years, and um, and it's been amazing to lean on them and put the allow them to excel in the areas that they are the expert in, and realize that I'm not the expert in them, and you go do your thing. Uh, Paul mentioned that yesterday in his thing, like get let them know, give them accountability, and get the crap out of the way, and let them do their thing. Um, Number three is getting systems, particularly a hiring system, put in place. As I mentioned before, we had a lot of hires this year. And we have a system now uh, derived from uh, this group here. And it's been amazing to run people through. It's so much easier to hi- to make good hires when you have the right system. Um, and then the, the fourth thing was just adding fuel to the machine. We built the machine, and um, not to plug things, but to plug things. Uh, Sherpa, like, legitimately has been just incredible jet fuel for us to just take off. Um, and the numbers don't lie on that, so.
2: OK, no, keep, keep, keep plugging things, Brett. Oh. Yeah, keep doing that. That's all right. That's OK. Cody, yourself as well, the last 12 months?
4: um well definitely mindset um I've always had a relatively entrepreneurial mindset but it's definitely been ratcheted up more so uh, I remember right at the start of COVID we did a great big group call and um the thing that resonated with me was, was Paul said uh, I refuse to participate in the recession and so I've I've repeated that many many times and so an example would be today uh, as I'm leaving the room, it said, uh, well, gas is, the average price of gas is now $4 a gallon. Um, normally I go, oh my gosh, 4 bucks a gallon. Now I'm like, well, we'll just figure out how to make more money to cover that. You know? I was just like, eh, well, we'll figure something out. You know? and, and just having that mindset to go, whatever the problem is, you know, we'll figure out another something to sell or another something to do. How do I generate the, the revenue to, to uh, overcome whatever the obstacle is? And um, for us, is you know, it's, it's aside from our physical therapy practice, but um, we started, uh, we we can we converted my wife's diabetes education uh, company into a COVID testing company, and um, and that didn't do too bad last year. So, um, <laughs> but being able to, to, to pivot, you know, and just have the mindset that okay, you know, here's a ro- roadblock, how do we change, get around that, and um, and refuse to participate in the recession. So mindset
2: excellent love it um next time you think um where you when you have to fill up and pay four dollars a gallon just think at least i don't live in england where it's eleven dollars a gallon all right take that one home (laughs) all right (laughs) all right brad yourself something (coughs) again last twelve months to like say more something a bit tangible again although just before no you do do yours you do your thing i'll I'll jump in afterwards
0: it's gonna be a consistent theme anyway so i feel like that uh it was the mindset change that my people are assets um i really hadn't had that before and so I started thinking about every single person in my business that I could use um, and to um, move the people out that weren't part of the team that were, had a good culture. Um, and so one of the things I was able to do is go back and improve the hiring process. So my last hire of three people were infinitely better than the ones I did before just because I look back at what I did wrong as far as like just hiring them off the cuff. instead of I really kind of dived into the hiring book that, that Paul gave us. Um, and then um, I think around September, October, we started getting really consistent with our standards, really consistent with our meetings, um, being able to really let the team understand the scorecards that really started to kind of really uptick. I think our fourth quarter was our best quarter we've had in years. And I think looking back, that was because of the consistent standards that we kind of were beating with every single week. Um, so the realization there was that to utilize the assets that I put in place. And I think that really kind of gave us uh, a bump right away. And then, uh, last thing is, this kind of goes into last um, CEO meetings, is to build on the standards, to have the continue to have meetings. I also know from my end, I have to um, really start to focus in on my the key impact areas um, and schedule that out. Um, That's been really, really good to kind of get it on my schedule to actually have an hour of marketing, hour of sales, um, and to really kind of boost the numbers. And that's really shown a a good impact of the business so far. All
2: right, I think the, the what I was gonna say, what I got there, what I was, what I was expecting was, oh, I made fifty thousand dollars, or oh I did, this, or I got more patients, or I got more leads. And did you hear the, did you, th- the consistency, mindset, thoughts? Who am I? Brett's first question. And I want to come back to you on that as well. What you, what you said there. It's all about that. It's all about what's going up o- on up in here as well. And as much as it's a bit of a loaded question, like tell me something tangible. Where you guys all go back to now. That It's more about the thoughts. It's more about the consideration. It's more about how you understand things and how you respond to things. It just shows the growth there. That's, that's where it's at. That was awesome. Brett, just go back to that thing that you said at the beginning there. There was the four things that you said. I think it was. Was it you or was it Cody? You said, who am I? Yeah? yeah. In that. Just get the, grab the mic. Just go back into that a little bit as well. See, uh. so just talk through that process as well on that one.
3: Yeah, um, I I don't I guess I don't know where I'm going with this, but here we go. Uh, I've been through with, with Paul's group for a long time, and for forever it was like, all right, what's that tactically? What's the thing that I need to do to make that next step up, right? And um, and I guess over the last year, year and a half, it's turned more into like. Getting more in that strategic level and big picture, big mindset, and and just that mindset shift of mind. And it wasn't an overnight thing. I mean, this is a definitely a growth process. It's a journey, um, but but finally getting there and and realizing again um, where my role in things are as a CEO. And it it it's been weird, like calling myself a CEO. I, Grew up in a small town, a country boy. Grew up milking cows. Like I'm not a CEO, right? <laughs> but I am a CEO now, and uh, and so it's just been like being able to own that, and um, and not not from like a prideful level, but from a just like a, a definitional level. Like that's who I am. That's where I need to be, and I need to focus my time and energy on that. And and the big thing is getting the right team in place. And empowering them to go to work, and so like, yeah, making that mindset shift for me has been been huge. Uh, and I've got a long ways to go yet, uh, but this year was great. It was a great. It was a testament that as you put this stuff into application over time, it it really does uh, does bear fruit in the end. And so know there's some some people younger in the process a bunch of you that are older in the process that have probably seen this but just if you keep after not grinding for the sake of grinding but grinding for the sake of like improving yourself I liked what uh, I loved what Nash said about your wife like noticing the difference in you as a human being that honestly one of the things that has I've talked to a bunch of friends about you know you should if you want in all sorts of different businesses, if you want some good business coaching, come into Paul's group. And one of the things I love, particularly about Paul, is uh, him as a person. Is I l- I love how he brings in the personal philosophy, and and how it it is backed in in the business. But I I have changed as a human being, like taking a step back, and and that has helped me as a, a business owner. And it, it I mean, I've, I've been on a journey with Paul, too. It's a, a lot of you guys have, right? Like, remember the good old days when it was just Paul, and now there's all all the staff here? Um, but but it's been, you haven't been a, there the whole time, have you? I don't know. There's so many of you now, I don't even know who, who came in when. But it, it's just been, um, it, it's been fun to watch that journey and be a part of that journey and, and like, sit back and observe and okay, I can, maybe not to the same level, but I can replicate some of that stuff and um, seeing him him grow and then p- insert that into the business has been inspirational to me to, like, all right, Brett, be a better person, and it'll filter over into this. I'm rambling now, so I'll uh, end there.
2: <laughs> no, no, let's hear more about the good old days. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. All right, okay, let's get um, bit more strategic now. Let's talk about something that... Um, that you've took, uh, whether that's from uh, what the group has done, something you've seen inside the Facebook group, when you've had conversations with other uh, members, whatever it might be, something that you've done that uh, you've implemented into the business and what you got from it. Uh, let's go, Cody, first. Something that I've implemented
4: or I'm going to after this weekend?
2: Uh, yeah, you could do that one. Yeah, yeah w- and every This whole room is going to hold you accountable to getting it done.
4: Yeah. I'm afraid to say what I'm going to do. Um so I would rather stick myself in the eye with a sharp stick than do the cockpit.
5: <laughs> is this
2: I feel like I'm bit, like, Is this the roast of Simon? Like what's going on? All right. Uh, so
4: that's uh yeah, that's the plan. Um is to I'm I'm actually I've kind of figured out I'm either I'm going to like block out I may just take a whole week off or something. And uh, I'm gonna rewatch the videos. I'm gonna I'm gonna do all the numbers, and I'm gonna do it so that I don't have to be rushed to get it done. And at least once it's started, then it's at least started, and we can continue it. And um, and then I can have my team help me fill in the data. Um, but at least getting it started has got to kind of fall on me. So that's my takeaway. Uh, well, that's that's one tactical takeaway. Um, uh, other, like little, had many, many cool conversations uh, just over the weekend. Uh, Mustafa, uh, Jennifer, um, had some really cool conversations with different people about, it. I'm like, oh, wow, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that just from like tactical marketing sorts of things. But um, in terms of like, I'm just going to bite the bullet and uh, fill out
2: cockpit. So <laughs> he, he's right. You Where you wrote down fill out cockpit, put this what I'm going to commit to doing. Is I'm going to take the behaviors of my team and I'm going to convert them into a numerical representation that will help me make better decisions in my business. That's what you're going to do. There you go. All right, you're not filling in Cockpit. That's yeah. what you're doing.
4: Well, yeah, and so because I need the rolling three months, I need the, I need the cash
2: flow prediction. I need, I mean, I need that stuff. So, if you do, ju- it, but it's a good point because if you just look at Cockpit and think I need to fill in Cockpit, don't bother. Delete the spreadsheet. But if you want to know what's going on inside of your business from a factual base that gets rid of... Because Cody's running on, I think, I feel, mm-hmm. in my opinion, bank balance running his business, or whatever it might be. It'll be a version of something like that. Turn it into, I understand, I know why, I've got a light shining on something in my business that I quite, I don't might not know quite how to fix it, but at least I know where I'm looking. That's yeah. all it does. So if you're not doing it, don't think I'm filling in cockpit, you are turning the behaviours of your team into numerical representation that is factually based, it will help you make a better decision. You might not like what it says. You probably won't like what it says. All right? Tough. Put the, you know, grow up, get on with it. Because trust me, the ones, the guys that are doing it and the CEOs who are sat here will be testament to it. The <laughs> transformation that you'll have in your decision making is astronomical as well.
4: Well, and, and I, I will say, I, you know, I started my business in 05 and like I've been always very good about Getting the QuickBooks updated, and you know, I'm, 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 I semi enjoy that stuff, but uh, it's all looking backward,
2: and uh, I need to start looking forward. Yep.
0: Yeah,
4: absolutely
2: right. Excellent, well done, Cody. Uh, yeah, Brad. Uh, See,
0: so yeah, so uh, building on the numbers a little bit. Um, so what I'm going to be instituting is, um, first of all, this idea of um, three to one or 40% uh, uh, payroll to revenue. So the hypothetical number. Um, we went through that CEO, and it actually threw me off. I was like, holy shit, I'm never going to get this number, because I actually did the hypothetical number that, OK, I'm bringing in $50,000 a month. But actually, I need 90 to get that percentage. But it's still hypothetical. So going from that hypothetical, I found out in my business that two sides of my revenue, one revenue I can control with my outpatient um, because it's cash based. I can change my rates. But on the other side, it was like a contracted rate, and I can't control it. So from that hypothetical number to get it to where I need it to be. Um, I was able to know that I need to change part of my business to be able to control it. And so how am I going to control the part of my business that I can't control my rates? Because they were subcontracts in my my situation. So I need to get my own contracts. So my own contracts so I can control my own rates so I can get toward that hypothetical number. Now, how am I going to do that? Well, part of it is, why haven't I done it? I haven't done it because I haven't set aside the time to do it. So that's why I go back to this uh, key impact areas that we got from one of our last CEO meetings. Um, I was telling someone t- last night that the six key impact areas that Paul gave us was marketing, um, recruitment, uh, sales, um, team development, um, client success, and then the last one was to calendarize it. So calendarize your KPIs is one of the things I've done to kind of actually. The reason why I haven't expanded that part of the business and make that decision because I didn't put it on the calendar, I actually put effort into it, so those are the tactical things I'm going to be working on.
5: Excellent. Uh, Nash? Yeah, for me, it's uh, two things, really. The first thing is not to abdicate in terms of leave my, especially my physios, to um, kind of do the clinical side without the accountability. Because one of the things I've been speaking to about Paul Hendricks and... um, Paul, as well is it takes time to really i mean it's taken us time for us to get to the mindset that we've got so i think sometimes it's a bit unfair to expect that for for me i can speak for for my staff so it's to really understand that having those weekly accountability clinical reviews going through some of the orthotic stuff and some of the things that we're doing and give them a chance to grow because you know success doesn't happen overnight it does take time especially when it comes to changing the mindset um, and helping the staff so i think for me that's that's one of the big um you know takeaways and i think um another one is mindset for myself it's just hitting home for me now to realize that the business is a reflection of who I am in my mindset. So if I don't travel and you know come to these events, the business growth is gonna be stunted because my uh, thinking is gonna be affected. So it's really realizing that and actually going, I just don't want this for myself, I want this for the staff, so I want the staff to come. So when I go back now, I'll be excited, I have to explain myself. I mean, how can you explain this to your staff? It's just um, yeah. So for me, it's just to to bring my staff along to these sort of events as well, so that they can um, get the same information and go through the journey with me.
2: Excellent, love it. And uh, Brett,
3: so tactical, right?
2: Um,
3: no, well, yeah. If you want anything, anything, yeah. Th- so yeah, the question t-
2: was was something that a strategy or something that you've that you've used, whether that's from the group or whether that's from conversations with the team or whatever it might be yeah. that you've that you've either implemented or like Cody are going to implement.
3: Yeah, so um, big thing tactically I was just thinking about was that we finally got our uh, weekly emails really consistent. I've got our marketing assistant doing them and they are rolling consistently. We're having some, some good success. We've had a couple reactivations from them. Most importantly, you know, I mentioned that we've got leads that we can't do anything with. Um, a lot of our people are coming in in crisis and so we've got some online programs that we've been really trying to push, and it's just not going anywhere. Um, and I think a lot of that is people, because of where they're coming into our journey, that it's they're just not even thinking open to that idea. And so, utilizing our email list and particularly our, our weekly emails to start just opening people up to these, there's more to uh, helping your mental health or or relationship health than sitting with a, a therapist on a couch and opening your your problems. But there's other ways to, to do this and, and to get better. So tactically, that's what uh, a big thing that we started in November, December, and we're just working further and further on that and just having clarity on, like, there's a purpose. We're not just doing weekly emails for the sake of doing a weekly email. It's, there's, there's a purpose. I sit and look at what, the the weekly emails we get from from you guys in there's a four or five sections each one of those is selling something to someone um they're not just a a fancy email so that's where we're going
2: excellent all right so last question to to you guys as a a group now um uh right so you got you're in a a, an elevator or a lift Nash you know what we call it yeah and someone says uh uh nash um are you in this this like program that i think Know, why, why should I come into it? What would you say? What's your 30-second 30 sel- 30 elevator pitch to somebody who's thinking about joining a coaching program like this?
5: Um, I think for me is to ask what what is it that they want? Because I think in this group, the sky's the limit, guys. It's what is it that you want? So I would say to them, uh, what is it that you want? Do you want autonomous? Do you want uh, a certain lifestyle? And then through that, I would then say, come to the lion's den because this is what it is um and you know it's tough here it's not easy to be an entrepreneur but you get the right tools to be able to achieve the goal
2: brett
3: Uh, uh, same thing uh, i I think nash is right on it depends on what they're looking for because what i found is this group has something for everyone or any any stage that you're at big thing right now um I'm really leaning on the team to, I've I've realized like, I suck at marketing. I know it's really important. I've been through all the marketing classes a couple times with Paul. I suck at it. Go find someone that doesn't suck at it and then give them the support here to do it in the the manner that that I want to do it. Same thing with sales, suck at sales. The worst salesman in the world uh, right here. But I can go find someone who is good at it, passionate, about it, and then give them the resources to get even better at it. So that's my.
2: Excellent. Love it. Cody?
4: Um, I would say if I was in the elevator with somebody, I would say it's not for everyone. Um, you got to have the right uh, mindset. Uh, I know a lot of practice owners that are friends of mine, and I'm like, yeah, you, you know, honestly, this person or that person probably not a good fit. Um, but for the person that wants to grow, wants the accountability, uh, needs some help, um, willing to put in some time, um, I'd say it's a great fit, and you ought to consider it.
2: Brad?
0: Um, for me, it's, it's um, the personal connections. I feel like some of the people in this room are like close friends that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, and just to continue to quote Paul uh, as well, as far as I love being around people that we have some of the same issues. So we all are defaulted to have doubt, fear, and regret, and just knowing that we all have the same problem actually gives me a feeling that it's okay and (laughs) everything will be okay. So I love to have that community to come here and just feel better about myself and just talk to everybody. And then second, uh, the thing I enjoy about this group is that we are entrepreneurs, we're looking for information, and that I trust that someone like Paul and his team has gone out to do all the research of all this Um, sales and marketing that most business owners know, but they're putting it into a PT, medical sense, has been really, really awesome learning for me. So I don't view it as something that's a, um, you know, I have to go do, it's something I get to do, and and I really have enjoyed this process and continue to to enjoy it.
2: Keith.
6: I would say um, accountability is the big thing, but then um, even bigger than that is community, right? want to really think about it. We're a whole bunch of freaks in this room, you know. Who who (laughs) who goes out and does this, right? But business can be a very lonely venture, right? But to know that you have the support and the resources there of, you know, 400 some other people that are out there uh, in across the sea, in the UK and Australia and wherever else we're at, right? Um, The fact that we can connect. But it's it's really a group and a community of like-minded individuals who genuinely want to help each other succeed, and I think that's the big difference, right? So if there's questions that are posed in the group, or whatever, usually somebody has a, a very good response, and, and it's not necessarily what they want to hear, but it's what they need to hear, right? And so it's good, honest feedback, um, and you got people that have your back that are genuinely wanting to you to be successful and be to succeed and to help you along, so that way we can. Um, along this thing called life, right? I mean, there's so many places where there is competition, and uh, I screw that guy or whatever. But um, we don't have that here. It's it's really about uh, unity and it's about a family here, and um, in developing relationships with people. Uh, some of those individuals in the in the back, that's you know, I met all those years ago, and it's it's you know, we have friendships, and I would have never met these people otherwise. So,
2: I love it that uh, the building with that elevator must have a lot of flaws in it, um, <laughs> but. Excellent. Right, guys, um, that was absolutely fantastic. Go on, give him a round of applause. That was brilliant. So <laughs> well. Um, love it. Uh, and, and again, it is, it's all, it's the personal stuff, it's the growth, it's the, the uh, overcoming of adversity, it's the challenges, you know, th- uh, and Brett's quite, I love what you've said that, Brett, that was o- absolutely amazing. That's probably the biggest thing I'll probably take away is that, that you, you've got that thing to say, well, who am I? Who am I in this as well? And Cody as well. Cody's, ar- are we all holding Cody accountable to, to getting that done? Yeah, cool. All right. And again Brad's doing amazing stuff. Um like what you said there the, the last three months have been you know, uh have been a revelation. All right. So, one more thing we're going to do as well before we send you back uh, to your chairs as well is uh, we've got a little award to give out as well. Um and this uh, little award is going to go to somebody who sat along on this uh, group. Uh it's not me. Um you know, cuz uh, I wasn't here in the good old days. Um <laughs> that's never going away. Right, that is never going away um so oh i've got my glasses on <sighs> sorry Avery. <laughs> right so this person um again you've heard from them already so there's so much that you've already heard but just a few things that i wrote down or um that uh, i've got in front of me uh, hired again solid ops manager they identified inefficiencies Help them uh, and help check out some of the staff off the bus. They are intrinsic in developing the the quality of the people who worked inside of the business, as well. Um, breakthrough moment at CEO. The uh, the you did it was a big thing. Runs an on-site and a norm, a normal PT. Does everybody does anybody here have a normal PT practice? No. <laughs> to the height of the pandemic, while also having steady and consistent growth. And he's the one that I love. Takes more time away from the business to live the life that he wants, such as this weekend's NCAA March Madness trip. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our business genius for March, Mr. Brad Conder. <laughs> All right, Cody, Brett, Nash, Keith, thank you very much. Brad, we're going to keep you for a few minutes. We'll have a little bit more questions, just a few as well. Um, just like, you know, what's, uh, what's your favorite date night? as well, you know, all that sort of thing, yeah, uh, you know, all that, so take a seat, take a seat, we'll move these over as well, put yourself on there or whatever, let's, yeah, let's crack it open, uh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> okay, let me just get, there's many microphones now, all right, that was an amazing session, love that session, and again, listening, whenever we do this, these hot seats, that um, there's always some, some amazing stuff comes out of it as well, and and like I said, I think the, the thing that for me is that how You guys as a community and again my elevator pitch would be this come for the content stay for the community That would be it. ding ding one floor This community is Unrivaled right unrivaled. Yeah, it's an amazing place and like um, what Keith said nobody wants to see anybody else Not succeed not do well, you know when they need help. They'll reach out. It's such a collective. It's absolutely amazing All right, so Brad let's get a little bit more into some other stuff that's been going on uh, recently as well. So just get into the CEO thing now. You, you, you joined CEO fairly recently. We spoke about it and you came in, you've been coming down um, that small table around You know, other, other business owners. I got asked, uh, I think it was Nash asked, isn't it? I think it was you asked, what is, what is CEO? And as well, I think to me, I think CEO to me, when I look at it, is it's like the scorecard conversation for your business and for you as well. And it's a scorecard conversation held by 8, 9, 10, 11 other people, plus Paul in that room as well. So just, just give us a little insight on what it's meant for you and, uh, and how that's been and what you've took back um, since CEO has started.
0: Um, so I'll just talk directly to you because this makes me really nervous. So. Well, I make <laughs> but uh, Yeah, you always make me nervous. Nice. But no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the reason I joined CEO is that... Um, you know, for about two or three years in a row, I had like the same gross revenue. I kind of had all these big ideas that I wanted to have for the business, just didn't know where I was stuck. I think that was the biggest part, is just um, knowing that I was stuck first um, and that I needed to make a change. And so the very first uh, CEO meeting that we had, um, I came away from it just with a lot of clarity. And so I just really didn't, I had all these problems listed out and you know, actually it was the very first tactical thing Paul made me do and um, was like, okay, You line out your business, the CEO, and actually Joanne said this, I do, one of the things I appreciate about the CEO program the most is actually the prep document and us having to really take time to look into the business as far as the finances, our team, what our challenges are, uh, what our actual goals are. Um, I felt like I never really did that before. And so that forced us to do it, forced me to do it. Um, And then it kind of really kind of honed in on what I want out of my business. And then once I knew out of my business, what I wanted out of the business, we were able to make some, some clear, um, decisions and so my first decisions were, were people I knew I needed people but I didn't know what person I needed I didn't know uh, what was going to get me to that level that I wanted to and so they were able to give me that clarity of just uh, the operations manager was the first one that we hired and so that was something I wasn't for sure that I would ever be at the level to, to be at to where I needed an operations manager but um, a real simple task that he gave me to, to do was just like okay this is what I've been doing all week like just risk that all my tasks and then on the other side of like okay operations manager what are the things that i can give out and it was just very obvious that um that first hire needed to be an operations manager um and then from there was just um, um did i answer your question you keep, keep going, going keep going. going um so um so ceo so um so the hiring the hiring was the very first thing um and then um it kind of started to kind of make me think even more of like where I want, it, want my business to go, what I want out of my life, um, and to kind of really make the big decisions, um, give me the confidence that I can do that, so. Um,
2: All right, so we touched on it before, there was this breakthrough moment as well. Um, just tell us a little bit more about that. What was it that went on and uh, before, during, and after? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So um, really it was uh, getting my time back. Um, I think a lot of us were kind of looking for that. Like we were looking to actually get our time back into business and kind of step away a little bit. I don't want to not necessarily stop treating, but getting my time back. And so it, the breakthrough moment was, um, again, people and hiring. And so what are the things I need to get off my plate right away? First was operations manager. And then I started to look at it like, well, I got all these hours on site. So when I say on site, I do like industrial medicine. So I have contracts with, uh, employers that, um, I literally have like 15, 20 hours a week that we go on site, we do injury prevention, those type of things. And so I was looking at my numbers like, well, I can hire a PT to do this, and then I can hire a PT to do this. So I hired like three people all within a month. So I basically doubled my, my staff, which was scary. But um, I had the clarity of knowing like what, with the CEO document, I knew kind of what my uh, revenue was and what it could be. Um, and that was the main breakthrough moment to get the hiring. And then. Once that happened, um, the, the ops manager really made a difference in, in the business. She's been great. Um, she, uh, I think t- Tiffany had the uh, the last mastermind. She went over one of the main jobs, the operations manager, is to get your business unstuck or see the things you can't see, I'd like to have another another set of eyes. And I don't think that my. My team really had that talent to be able to do that, and so to bring in an office manager, even the hiring process of an office manager was completely different from a front office manager, uh, marketing assistant. The background was better, the conversations were better, the interviewing was better, um, and so she she came in. The talent gap went from like here to here, and so within like a month, I knew that our, op- our one of our staff members is just wasn't up to snuff, and she and it actually was it was funny. So she she saw something that was really simple, but I couldn't see it. So we had some kind of some issues as far as people being off and needing to answer the phone. So simply, she came back to me. Um, I think it was one of our second CEO meetings. She was like, "Nobody's answering the phones." I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Well, front office manager starts 30 minutes late. And we actually start from 8 to 6, and she's working from 8:30 to 4:30, and then uh, um, our marketing assistant was supposed to help with phones as well. And then um, she's like, "Nobody's answering the phones." I was like, "I didn't. Something I didn't know." So she found that stuck moment and and. Um, in the business, and then that opened up Pandora's box. I mean, it was just like we, were, we, were, we had our uh, annual planning meeting. We were doing a marketing meeting, and then after the marketing meeting, it was like we were all yelling at each other on Zoom. It was crazy. But, I mean, it was stressful, and it was kind of, but it needed to be done. And so the, the biggest key moment was uh, having the staff member that I didn't know I needed that I brought in, the talent gap came up here. And then, and actually since then, so we had one person move out because the talent gap was too wide. And then my other office manager, she's really improved quite a bit in the last month. So um, really bringing that talent gap was, was great in great for the operations manager.
2: Excellent. So there was a, 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 I hear there was a, there was a conversation inside the, the CEO room, and I think it was something where there was a bit of a uh, – I don't want to say imposter syndrome, I don't think it was that, but a little bit of a um, – it might have been a, – a no, I don't mean there's any respect, but almost like a lack of awareness of where, where you've actually got to as well. And it took it took the, the the room and it took Paul to 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 you know say actually hold on, look have a look you know t- pull yourself away from the in being in in the middle of it and actually have a look at what you've achieved. Just tell us a little bit more about that.
0: Yeah, um, so Paul talked about this yesterday that, that I did it and that's what you're referring to. Yeah, so like I said, for me it was. It's <laughs> gonna be hard to answer. Um, Well, for me, it was uh, I think you kind of clarified it really well yesterday as far as how we're brought up and we're always striving towards something um, and kind of where that mindset comes from as far as like you're giving a lot of credit to the thing you did, but not really yourself as far as that um, actually thing that you've created. And so last year or so I've had some family issues. Anyway, um, so anyway, so I did it. So I've never really done that before, ever. Like, give yourself credit. I mean, it's always like, what's the next thing? I think Keith said this earlier, like, it, you're always kind of looking for this next hire. Once I get this next hire, it's going to be great. Once I get this, and I've always done that. Like, I'm going to get this, it's going to be great, it's going to be this, and it's always a empty feeling. And so I don't know really where that stems from as far as, like, my upbringing or just um, kind of just habits, I guess. But um, It had been weighing on me that I was like, for like last three months, I was like, okay, I'm 43 years old, and um, so my dad had cancer, and he's 60 years old, he's um, cancer-free now, but um, so it set in, I was like, oh shit, I got like 15 years to live, and I haven't done anything in my life so it's just like, I haven't given myself credit for it. <clears throat> but, um, so anyway, so that's why I was emotional, that I actually thought, shit, it was like a, um, a relief that um, I had, had accomplished something. I mean, I had a, almost a 400,000, 500,000, you know, uh, gross business, never thought I could do that. Um, and then... Like last week, I've been sleeping better, just that, that realization that I had done something that I didn't know I could do, um, and that the next 10 years are going to be great, and it's okay. Um, so, yeah, so that's the realization. So.
2: Oh, I, I won't push yeah. anyone. No, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. And, and you're right. And I think uh, w- when I look at you guys as well, I, I think one of the things, that, and I, I talk about it a lot, I, I, I always think that the, the, you know, the business owner, the CEO, they're going forwards. You, you're forging a path. And the the thing when you're forging a path is you can't see what's behind you. Now, sometimes you'll need, like, an ops manager behind you because behind you is your team, and they're there, and sometimes they wander off, and you need someone to bring them back in. But while you're doing all that, this environment that you're creating, it's getting better and better and better for them, and the quality of the people are going up as well. But you're going that way, and it's all happening here as well. So sometimes you've got to stop and turn around and go... That didn't look like that two years ago. That didn't look like that last year. That didn't look like that six months ago. You have to be able to do it. You've got to take a stock and go, hey, I did that. That was cool. We did really well. Let's go. It's all you, We always say that, you and you do it. You, you, got, you The entrepreneurial spirit is to plow ahead and be successful and grow and make money and hire and everything else. But you've got to. You've got to take a stop. Take a breath. Have a look and just go, hey, do you know what? Like, Whatever it might be, and we've probably got a reasonable idea. We've got to be doing something right because what's behind there looks really good,
0: as well. I, I, was, I was just giving myself too much pressure. Like I was just thinking, the next 10 years is all I got. Right? And I was giving myself so much pressure, and it's just like I wasn't enjoying the process. I wasn't enjoying the business, even though it was successful. It was great, and I got a great team. Then they, they loved working for me. I just wasn't enjoying it, and just that realization is like I can enjoy it now because I've already accomplished something. And it's great, and it's going to be great the next ten years. Yeah, no,
2: so it, it, it is.
0: You, you're doing amazing. All right. Uh, t- like do you want to talk about leads we're now? To make yeah. For everybody.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. All right, all right, all right. Let's get um, a little bit more. Let's bring it back down a little bit. All right. So, um, you're in. You know, you, you do the what we do now. I think is it's becoming more like a toolbox as well. We've got you know tools that you can come in and use and you're utilizing uh, a few of them just tell us y- uh, you know the programs that we've got so four percent ppm i know you touched on it before as well but just a little going to a little bit more in depth and see what it is that you get from them from the each of them how you get the best out of them
0: get the best out of what now
2: from the p- uh, from sherpa from oh working sherpa from four percent yeah yeah. and from ceo
0: yeah everything um so sherpa start um so for me with sherpa so again the team member we had to put off the bus um long story short is i just didn't know she wasn't actually doing the things she was doing like last night i even found out that that i thought she was she said she was going to sherpa meetings and she wasn't so it was uh that was shocking but um it's what it is and i'm glad it made i'm glad we made the decision as quick as we did um so the benefit of the Sherpa, at least for me, was that you know my marketing or my office manager um, had experience in marketing, so I was able to plug her right into the Sherpa program. She met with Laura, she met with Cam, she goes to every meeting. I, I hope. So. Um, so far, so good. Yeah. Um, the Dropbox links, and so that kind of um, so we were worried with her being an operations manager, trying to help me with team culture um, standards and stuff like that, that um, it was going to take her too far away. But the Sherpa actually helped her, um, and we're going to actually get some other help as well but um, she's able to just take all that information and kind of still have our marketing increase and so as even though she's maybe not doing an, as good a job as maybe like a full-time marketing assistant our word-of-mouth past patient reactivation that was like zero for like three or four months when we had a marketing assistant in just one month kind of went you know like to four or five a, a week or a month so the Sherpa program really helped at least uh, bridge that gap since we had to kind of um, change some staff Um, these meetings, um, partly, uh, the reasons I love coming here again for the friends, um, get away and it's kind of, I feel, I was telling Brandon, I feel like this is ever since I did it, um, this is kind of like a reward to come here. So I don't view it as like, you know, something that I have to do just to learn more. It's just a a reward. I get to come to Florida 10 times a year on a, on my business credit card, which is great. So, um. (laughs) So I, I really love that, and of course we always get tactical things out of talking to each other. Um, and then the CEO, like I said, it's been it's been really really good so far. And those relationships I built here, like I feel like all the people in our CEO, it's like even closer. I mean, like we've we've um, stayed at BRBOs together, and just the, the conversations and sharing um, those relationships were great. But th- and then the individual stuff, like the, all the taxes we talked about with CEO, and the clarity that we get, and the confidence I have going forward that the business is going to go right where I want it to be because of the decisions we're making with CEO.
2: Excellent. All right, and four percent as well, because you've got you know the Sherpa stuffs doing amazing, and you're right. The uh, the, the Sherpa program highlighted an inefficiency in uh, Brad's business. No, no fault of, uh, of Brad's, but because of that, I did uh, that Come too. on, I don't, don't want to make you don't don't <laughs> let me I don't want to make you cry again. All right. Right, but I- it's that, and it's it, it's it's understanding that that the, the it's not about it's not never normally about the thing as well. It's the extra stuff that can come from it as well, um, and how to utilize and how to get the best from it. All right, having you can have the you know you can have a box full of tools, but it doesn't mean you're a mechanic. It's how to use them, how to get the best out of them, as well. And y- I know uh, uh, as well you're regular on the progress groups as well. So not just yeah. in CU but also also any oh progress yeah, group as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, tell us a little bit more about that.
0: Well. I do love the progress groups, but I mostly um, love it so Laura can ask all the questions for me. (laughs) 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 No, it's just another level of just support, um, because I think it's more of a week-to-week type deal. You know, CEOs, like, once every couple months, and of course this is every couple months, but the progress groups are twice a month, so we can kind of get a little bit more into kind of tactics of, like, making sure that it's holding me accountable to get my scorecard, look at my numbers. Try to share the some of the things. It might be same from week to week, but just getting on and kind of actually being with the team. And you know, Cam's our um, coach, and he's he's always um, great to uh, just give us some insight and all of his takeaways. Um, plus, the other team has come on as well, so I do enjoy those. I make sure not to miss those. Now, sometimes miss, I don't really miss them, but the actual four percent calls, but I always listen to those on playback um, because this way my schedule works and. I, listen to them as well but yeah the four percent um the progress group calls i've really enjoyed those because we um can it holds me accountable week to week for my actual scorecard and get making sure the metrics are where they need to be
2: excellent all right um and then look uh, uh, i know we said about the what you know where you're going and, and you did have to stop and look back so on the way to stopping and looking back where you going where's focus
0: going so um so this is my last CEO. So um, I can't like I really love my on-site product. Um, you know, actually I don't think Avery's in here anymore, but he does a little bit of this as well. It's just um, it's where I go to employers and I do early intervention and post-offer screens and just things directly with employers. I really love that. It's been a kind of a unique niche, um, and so but I've never really put any effort into really growing it. And so. Right now, where we're going is that um, I'm gonna continue, actually, we're raising our rates again in outpatient because I can control the rates um, just by getting some extra money up so we can actually probably hire like a freelancer or somebody to kind of help more with marketing. Um, Again, the KIAs, the key impact areas, I think has been key for me to kind of actually have time set out that I can focus an hour on marketing. I feel like all of our meetings are always like, we'll we'll do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, but now I actually got calendarized that we can um, focus on those things. And so I'm hoping that, this time next year that I have uh, um, full utilization of my two cash-based clinics, but I really want to scale the on-site part. So I'm hoping that I have two or three of my own contracts. Um, These contracts are huge. I mean, if I could, um, a lot of times, if I can get the right employer, it could be a couple hundred thousand dollars just one contract. So I'm hoping that that's where we really scale the business and um, hopefully meet. um, My goal is like even next year, because of the contracts, I can forecast out like certainty as far as how much cash i'm going to have so i should go from probably 400,000 to maybe close to 600 650 gross revenue but you know hopefully with the two or three more contracts we get to a million uh plus you know hopefully next year so
2: i have no doubt you'll achieve it you've been doing absolutely amazing total pleasure to work with you i know we don't speak that often but whenever we do always with purpose always with intent as well and you're a fabulous member of the community once again ladies and gentlemen mr brad (laughs) condor well done And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right. Until next time, have a wonderful day.